0: Namo Bhagavate
1: Vāsudevāyā Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāyā
0: Vidyante Brata Rodhara. Vidyante Vrātaro Dhārā Bhītārā suradastata. Eka snigta, cocky, cocky nina, eka snigta, sarve Sarve Vidyante, they, they break off, Prataraha. The brothers, brothers Dara, Dara Wife, wife Pitara, Pitara Parents, parents Suhrada, Suhrada, Friends Suhrada, Tata, 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 Tata and Eka, Eka as if one as if one Asigna Asigna Very dear Very dear Kakinina. Kakinina by a small coin, by a, by a small sadya. Small coin. sadya, immediately, immediately. survey all, all of them, araya, araya. Enemies. enemies, krita, krita. Made. made. Even a man's brothers, wife, parents, and friends, united with him in love, will immediately break off their affectionate relationships and become enemies over a single coin. For even a small amount of money, these relatives and friends become very agitated and their anger is inflamed. Acting as rivals, they quickly give up all sentiments of goodwill and will reject one at a moment's notice, even to the point of committing murder. Those Those who obtain human life, which is prayed for, even by the demigods, and in that human birth become situated as first-class brahmins are extremely fortunate. If they disregard this important opportunity, they are certainly killing their own self-interest and thus achieve a most unfortunate end purport. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments as follows. Human birth is better than that of the demigods, ghosts, spirits, animals, trees, lifeless stones, and so forth. Because the demigods simply enjoy celestial pleasures. And in other forms of life, there is excessive suffering. It is only in human life that one deeply considers one's ultimate benefit in life. Human life is therefore more desirable than even that of the demigods. within human life, the position of a high-class brahman is certainly most desirable. If a brahman, however, gives up the devotional service of the Lord and works hard, like a shudra simply for the prestige of his community, he is certainly on the platform of material sense gratification. The special qualification of the Brahmins is the spiritual knowledge by which they recognize every living entity to be an eternal servant of the Lord. A Brahman, free from false ego thus feels himself lower than a blade of grass and tolerantly offers respect to all living entities. All human beings, and especially the Brahmins, should avoid becoming killers of their own self-interest by neglecting Krishna consciousness, the loving service of the Lord. Such neglect paves the way for future suffering. Hare Krishna. My sincere gratitude to all assembled devotees. Today, we are reading from Canto 11 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Chapter 23, entitled, The Song of the Avanti Brahman, text 20 through 23. Lord Krishna is personally telling this story to his to his intimate beloved friend Uddhav. Many of us have just come from Vrindavan wherein there was discussion about the intimacy of the relationship between Krishna and Uddhav, Similar to the intimacy of the relationship between Krishna and Arjuna. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, you can understand this knowledge because you have no envy and because you are my friend. These two qualifications are very important. In fact, they're so important that we'll never understand true knowledge unless we adopt this character. To be without envy is, throughout our Vaishnava literatures, a most prominent teaching. It's not a detail. Again and again we find the consequences of people who are envious and the mercy and the grace and the shelter that is received by those who are not. To be a friend of the Lord, there's various levels of being a friend. In Arjuna's case, he's simply an intimate associate in every way. They were cousin brothers, similarly with Uddhava. And both Uddhava and Arjuna, their friendship was Speaking to the Lord intimately, walking with the Lord, discussing all matters with the Lord. Krishna was willing to to be Arjuna's chariot driver. In Uddhava's case, Krishna was willing to give Uddhava his chariot. So their friendship was based on something very deep of relationship of love. But when we're speaking to people who are like us, what does Krishna mean by being a friend? (inaudible) Sunritaṁ sārava bhūtanam. Krishna is the best ever well-wishing friend of all living entities. To have faith in that and to reciprocate. A friend is faithful. A true friend in this world, as we know it, is someone who's faithful, someone who's loyal to the relationship, and someone in good or hard times is there for us. So are we faithful to Krishna? Are we loyal to Krishna? In good or hard times, are we ready to engage, to continue our devotional service. Srila Prabhupada would sign his letters, your ever well-wisher. Such a friend, not just according to circumstances, but forever, unconditionally. Sūradam sāravabhūtana, that's Krishna. He's our ever-well-wisher. He resides within the heart of every living being and never leaves us. Always waiting, like the Upanishad describes the two birds in a tree. However reckless and crazy and distracted the little bird is, the Paramatma bird is always just waiting. Whatever the little bird does, nothing could be too much. The Paramatma bird is still waiting. What type of friend is that? That's Krishna. When Srila Prabhupada signed your ever-well-wisher as representative of Krishna, as one who surrendered completely like a puppet in his poetry. He wrote, I'm a puppet of Krishna. That was his prayer. Unconditionally forever. Our well-wisher. That's friend. So for us to be friends is to reciprocate. whatever our health, whatever people do, whatever the circumstance, will we be faithful and loyal to reciprocate, to chant the required number of rounds every day, to follow these divine principles, to put the The will of our gurus has the most prominent focus of our life. How we deal with each other, our very life, to be a friend. It means we're really trying to follow, loyally, faithfully. And if we have these two qualifications, which are characteristics of the basic principle of sincerity, then Krishna will help us in every situation. Srila Prabhupada would tell us, just, he would plead with us, just be sincere. He cites Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that pure devotional service is very rare. Krishna gives Himself to one who has pure devotional service. Although it's very rare, Krishna gives it easily to one who is serious, sincere, and has no ulterior motives. It is through that cultivation of consciousness that we can access Krishna's mercy. Krishna consciousness can only be properly understood, realized, experienced, when Krishna gives his mercy. Can't be understood just by intellectual prowess. Cannot be understood just by good deeds, or even by severe tapasya, but by Krishna's mercy. And Srimad Bhagavatam is telling, and our beloved Acharyas are explaining, what is required to receive that mercy. So as Krishna spoke to Arjuna, the Bhagavad Gita, his dear friend, and Dwarka Uddhava was the dearmost friend. So dear that Krishna sent him to Vrindavan with a message. Krishna was feeling so much love and separation from the Bridjbasis knowing that they were in unbearable inconceivable separation from him after akrura took him away on a journey to mathura and he was, krishna was supposed to come right back that was what everyone agreed on and expected but after the wrestling match and Krishna and Balaram liberated Mushtika, Janura, and Kamsa, then Krishna and Balaram decided to stay in Mathura with Vasudeva and Devaki. And Sri Radha and gopis, Sri Ashodamai and gopis. All the Gopas and Gopis in Vrindavan were waiting, waiting. A moment was like 12 years or more, like a Yuga. Just focused their eyesight on the horizon, just waiting for some dust to be seen that was an indication that Krishna was returning. And then there was the dust. And then there was the visibility of some forms coming from that distant place of Mathura. And when they came closer, Krishna was not with them. And Nanda Maharaj, he was falling unconscious and crying and had to tell them, Krishna did not come back with us, he sent us alone. So what was their condition? When Krishna was in Vrindavan, we read that just the closing of the eyes in an involuntary blinking, the Braja Gopis would, would criticize Lord Brahma for creating such imperfect eyes to see Krishna. Because it seemed like forever, even when Krishna was standing in front of them in his threefold bending form, smiling, glancing. So now he's gone farther than he's ever been away to another, it was like another country, with no information when he will return. <clears throat> So, Krishna sent Uddhava, and just to give the Vrijavasi some sense of connection, he sent him in his own chariot and even gave him his own dress and ornaments to wear. So, and he, as a cousin brother, he, he looked similar to Krishna in his own way. And Uddhava was thinking, I'm going to give them a good message and help them. But after he returned, he realized, Krishna sent me there just to learn from the Gopas and the Gopis what is Prema. I thought I had Prema. And everyone in Dwarka thinks I have the best Prema. But now I understand I have nothing compared to the gopis and the gopas, the bridge basis. Their love for Krishna in separation from him is like an ocean, limitless, shoreless ocean. <clears throat> and he, has, he aspired to eternally serve them in the most humble way praying to be a blade of grass on the ground so they he may step on his head. So this is how intimate Uddhava is to Krishna. He revealed the depths of the highest love to him. And now, just before Krishna is about to leave this world, Can can you imagine, Karura took Krishna away from Vrindavan and how the gopis and Gopas cried. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took that mood when he came, the highest love, and now Krishna is leaving Uddhava. Who's learned from the gopis what love is. And Krishna's leaving the world altogether. He's bringing a conclusion to his pastimes, But before leaving, he's giving Uddhava these instructions, the Uddhava Gita. How important they are to every devotee. And this particular chapter is most significant. It so much reveals to us through Krishna's words qualities of a Vaishnava dealing with the situations of this material world. Because Krishna in the previous chapter is telling Uddhava how a devotee understands he's the eternal spirit soul, the Jivatma. And the Jivatma is the living force within the body and the mind. But when the spirit soul becomes bewildered, then the mind, which is meant to be focused on the purpose of life, the loving service of Krishna, the mind becomes attached to satisfying the body. And the mind through external satisfaction or pleasures. Sense gratification. Selfishness. Built on the foundation of the false ego. And in that situation, there's so much pain in this world. Even all pleasures inevitably lead to pain. And how difficult it is when people of this world are harsh, when people in this world are cruel to us. So Uddhava is asking, what do we do? <laughs> it seems like only a really great devotee can in- endure the pains of the insults of others. So Krishna is responding. And he tells in the early verses of this chapter <clears throat> that arrows that repeatedly pierce through our chest touch the heart cause great pain. But more than that pain is the harsh, cruel, insulting words of other people. And Krishna says, I want to tell you a story. In this regard, in the province of Avanti there was a Brahman. He had some training as Brahman. He had, some, he had piety in previous life, in the early part of this life. And due to that piety, he became very prosperous. But he, be, he was so caught up in the opportunities for wealth and prosperity, he became totally bewildered. He was obsessed, intoxicated by wealth and fame. And he worked so hard. He was not lazy. He was really enthusiastic, working, working, working. And the more, because he was working so hard for everything he got, he considered it so valuable, he just would not part with it. Loba. Obsessed with greed. Because in this world, the more you get, the more you want. Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, trying to satisfy our material desires, whether it's through sex, whether it's through wealth, whether it's through fame, whatever it is. It's like pouring petrol or oil on a fire. Just makes it more and more ferociously hungry. So he was completely obsessed in this way, and he was so greedy. He would work so hard, and whatever he got, he just wanted to keep. He wouldn't share it even with his own family members. He wouldn't even spend it for himself. He was extreme, and he lived his life like this. Now he's getting old, and his family members were very, very disgusted with him, and his friends were disgusted with him. But somehow or other they kept the connection because whatever they did get from him was what they would get. what happened is his piety expired. (laughs) He used up all his previous pious activities. And out of desperation and anger and disgust somehow or other his family members and relatives discovered the way to steal the money from him, and they did. His relatives stole from him. At the same time, soon after perhaps, thieves invaded his treasury and his property and stole large sums of his wealth. At the same time, he was an agriculturalist. There was droughts, there was floods, and it destroyed all his crops. In this way, he lost all of his wealth, everything. There was nothing left for him. And because of the way he treated people, Previously, nobody wanted anything to do with him. Every relative, every friend harshly rejected him. He had nothing and no one. And still, he was attached to it all. In his desperation, now he's homeless. He didn't know how to live homelessly. He was in a completely confused, disoriented, miserable state. And he meditated. He meditated on all the things that he had lost. And that meditation only caused him more grief. In that state, similar to Gajendra in the Srimad Bhagavata, in that state of complete desperation, helpless suffering. And in his case, a total state of being abandoned by everyone and everything, it seemed. This seed of his, that was completely forgotten and lost within his memory of his heart, was awakened. (coughs) The shelter of the Supreme Lord, who was seated within everyone's heart. He had nowhere else to turn. And in that state, he offered beautiful prayers. Sometimes it's called the the bhikshu-gita. He prayed that in actuality, these people who have harmed me and all the circumstances that have caused me misery are not the cause. The real cause is my mind. Because my mind is identifying with this material body and being influenced by the modes of nature When the mind identifies with the body then the body is interacting with the three modes of nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. And according to how we respond, according to how the mind chooses to respond to the modes of nature, we become affected, influenced by those modes of nature. And then we acquire a particular nature. And then we live according to that nature and it becomes perpetuated almost endlessly. The only shelter is the Supreme Lord who is seated within our heart. He came to this realization. And at that time, he became a sannyasi. And he considered everything that happened is the great mercy of the Lord. Because Krishna, because Mukunda, Paramatma, Krishna within my heart is kind to me. He's allowed everything to be taken away. This Brahman from Avanti Desh came to the conclusion, all my sufferings are due to my own previous activities. I can't blame anything for anyone. But how wonderful that Krishna is still there, always there to give me shelter in any situation. The example is given in the tikkas, the commentaries, that his conclusion was, if you bite your tongue, who are you going to blame for the pain? Now, most people don't intentionally bite their tongue. But sometimes we do it. Please raise your hand if ever in your life you have felt the pain of biting your tongue. So it's it's quite universal. The the acharyas give us analogies that we can actually really identify personally with. So if you bite your tongue, are you gonna blame your husband? Or are you gonna blame your wife? Or are you gonna blame your parents or your children? Are you gonna blame, blame um, the government? <laughs> Congress or BJP or sheep somehow. <laughs> Are you going to blame the demigods? You <laughs> can't really blame anyone because you did it yourself, whether it was intentional or unintentional. So similarly, the troubles and difficulties in this world that come to us, this is such an important teaching. In fact, Srila Prabhupada gave great prominence to the prayer of Brahma kathenukam What is the quality of a person who's fit for liberation? One who, even in the most difficult situations, considers this is my karma, this is my destiny, and in that situation Fully take shelter of Krishna. Sharanagati. Fully take shelter of Krishna. Srila Rupa Goswami tells us one of the symptoms of surrender is that Krishna is my only shelter. There is no other shelter than Krishna. And Krishna is so merciful, he appears, in his holy name to give us shelter. He appears in the beautiful forms of Sri Radha Gopinath, the Archamurti in the temple, to give us shelter. Appears within the hearts of the Vaishnavas, the devotees, to give us shelter within the opportunity of devotional service itself to give us shelter. So Krishna gives a devotee the opportunity to find shelter in any situation, always. In life and even at the time of death. We're never without Krishna. Avanti Brahman became a sannyasi and now he had nowhere to live he had nothing of his own all he had was his devotion to Krishna and his gratitude he was feeling this is the best (laughs) doesn't get any better than this I have nothing but Krishna So you think someone who surrenders like this, everything becomes very, the whole world starts showering flowers on you. (laughs) Sometimes it seems like that. But in his case, after he surrendered his whole life, everything, the only way to maintain his body in his very old age was to go house to house, begging. And almost everyone that saw him abused him. This chapter will go on to tell incredibly intimate details of what they did to him. They would insult him with the harshest words of criticism and blasphemy, they would accuse him. He's a thief! punish him sometimes they would put him in chains like a captured wild animal because they accused him of doing thievery and all sorts of other crimes sometimes they would beat him with steel. hurl stones on him. Sometimes after, being, after starving with no money, nobody would, he would go to ask something and they would just beat him and insult him. And, and he'd get a little food and he'd be sitting alone and people would come according to Srimad Bhagavatam and they would beat him and pass urine in his food and spit on him. And he was so happy because he was taking shelter of Krishna. This story is so important. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at one of the most important Leelas of his life, he personally worshipped this story. May I tell you? <laughs> Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it was the time for him to take sannyas. <clears throat> On one level he was taking sannyas so that he can reach a larger segment of the society with Krishna consciousness. As a householder, the son of Sati, the beloved husband of Vishnu Devi, who was surrounded by his most intimate, loving friends like Srivas, Adwaita Prabhu, Gadadhar Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Hadidas Thakur was there, Pundarik Vidyanidhi, Khan, Murarik Gupta, Kolavecha Sridhar, Mukunda Dutt, Vasudev Dutt, Arvasudev Ghosh, Vasudev Dutt. All of these great devotees were with Lord Chaitanya practically throughout the day and throughout the night. Just having Hari Kata, Seva, and Hari Nam Sankirtan. come back from Gaia and was in the intoxicated state of Sri Radha's love for Sri Krishna. And he was sharing that love and interacting with his eternal associates from Goloka Vrindavan who had appeared in so many incarnations as his most intimate, loving friends. Sangam was non-different than the Ras Mandala, the place of the Ras Lila of Brindaban. And after that great pastime of the Harinam Sankirtan procession with millions of people to the house of Chand Kazi, practically all of Navadweep was devotees. Lord Chaitanya said, I have come to bring a great rainstorm of love of God through the chanting of the Holy Names to flood the world. So to, to leave Navadweep and reach a broader sector of society, he accepted sannyas. And also, eventually, this Leela was to, to profoundly deepen to limitless degrees the ecstasy of of Sri Radha's love and separation from Krishna at the Gambhira. So when Mahaprabhu took Katwa, it was a very, very great, transcendentally historic moment. He was given the name Sri Krishna Chaitanya by Keshav Bharati Maharaj. He was given a danda. His head had just been shaven. It was just at the very end of his 24th year of age, during the waxing moon, the month of Mag. And after taking sannyas, he called out, I will go to Vrindavan to meditate on Krishna. (laughs) His aim was to go to Vrindavan in a solitary place to meditate on Krishna. To completely absorb himself in Krishna. And Krishna's names, and Krishna's leelas, and Krishna's beautiful form and in that state in a very spiritually intoxicated mood he began to wander through the forest Geshe Bharati, maharaj and all the people of kutwa decided we'll go with you and for some time they did but then lord chaitanya sent them away back go back to your homes And for three days, Lord Chaitanya wandered in the province called Radha Desh, an area where the Ganga does not flow. And it was in that state that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally recited this verse. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami gives great prominence to this verse. It's a verse within the prayers of the Avanti Brahman. (laughs) etam sa astaya paratmanishtam adyashitam puravatam mayar mahadbhi aham ta risyam param tamo mukandangri I shall cross over the insurmountable ocean of nescience by being firmly fixed in the service of the lotus feet of Mukunda Krishna. This was approved by the previous acharyas who were fixed in firm devotion to the Lord, Paramatma the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This particular verse from that time is meditated upon every day by those who are given sannyas within our Guru Parampara. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just after taking sannyas, in his intoxicated state of going to Vrindavan, he took shelter of this verse, which is in the context of the story that we just told. The essence of life is taking shelter of Mukunda through loving service. And he's speaking here how one must be fixed in firm devotion. This drita vrata, determination is very essential to make proper progress in Krishna Consciousness. Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, "Chaturvarna mayasthristam guna karma that according to one's nature, one's qualities, and one's actions, one has a particular role in the Varnashram system. Brahmachari, Krihasta, Vanaprast, Sanyas, Brahman, Chachya, Vaishya, Sutra. So it is taught to us that according to our particular role in the social system or in the spiritual system, we must perform our duties. Now, Whatever our nature is, we may have the nature of a grihasta, we may have a nature that's very suitable to a brahmachari, we may have a nature suitable to sannyas, or vanaprast, or brahman, or whatever. According to our nature, it makes it very suitable and harmonious. But Still, you can't make progress just because we're flowing along with our nature and what we like to do and how we like to do it because it's by nature. What is being spoken here and in the purports of our acharyas is, is there must be determination. Paratmanishta. There must be firm, fixed determination to take shelter of the Lord, to be faithful to the will of the Lord. Vyavashayatma kabudhir ekeha bahushaka hinantasha budhaya vyavashayana. Krishna speaks about how we must perform our duty according to our nature, but he's also telling that those who are on this path, the path of pure devotional service, those who are on this path, they are resolute in purpose. Their aim is one. The minds of those who are, uh, and the intelligence of those who are ever, irresolute is many branch. And Shiva Prabhupāda would quote Vīśvanā Čakravārti Thakvara, that um, this means one must make the order of the spiritual master one's life and soul. So this type of determination is how we make spiritual advancement as a brahmācāri, as a grihastha, as a vāṇāprastha, as a sannyāsi as a brahman kshatriya vaishya or anything else lord chaitanya mahaprabhu he's remembering the savanti brahman and what is inseparable quality to taking shelter of the lord with determination it's very much emphasized by Lord Chaitanya and it's so interwoven in this story. Sada <laughs> Hari. To be humble <laughs> to be more humble than a blade of grass more tolerant than a tree, which means forgiving like a tree. Eager to offer all respect to others and to not demand respect for oneself. These were the qualities that the Avanti the, this great personality from Desh developed. Even though he was being insulted and abused in ways that were so extremely painful to the mind, he took it all as an opportunity to take deeper and deeper shelter of Mukunda, Krishna. And by doing that, he was actually able to offer all respect to all living beings. He was beyond friends, beyond enemies, because he was taking shelter of Krishna. It sounds impossible. And sometimes it seems the more years we practice Krishna Consciousness, the more impossible it seems. <laughs> when we're new devotees, sometimes we think, yes, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to offer all respect to all living entities, and I'm going to see everyone is, with, with the Paramatma in their hearts, and I'm going to be free from, from pleasure and pain and honor and dishonor and happiness and distress, and, And and health and disease, very soon, I'll be like that. But as we practice for a while, and and we actually make spiritual advancement, we realized how exalted that state really is. And at a certain point, we really come to a conclusion, this is just impossible. Possible <laughs> for me, but not for Krishna. And then, Trinadabhisar Then we become so humble. I'm, I'm nothing. Krishna, please save me. When draupadi thought that she could save herself, when Kajendra thought that he could save himself when the Avanti Brahmin thought that he could, could somehow or other sort things out, you know, get a good accountant. And <laughs> <laughs> but when they were in a totally helpless state, for nothing and no one could help them, where well, it was impossible, then, Shadarnakati, then they took shelter. So, whether we're suffering or not suffering, we understand this principle to cultivate the determination to keep Krishna in the center of our life and to take shelter of Krishna. To have a determination to honor the principle of Trinada Sunichina. humility, forgiveness. Tolerance. In this state, when we truly take shelter with our heart, Krishna is there. Sarva dharma purityasha mame kam sharanam braja aham tvam sarva papi vyo moksha Krishna tells, abandon all varieties of dharma and just surrender to me. I shall protect you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. And the way it's translated, it just sounds so easy. <laughs> just abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender to me. Sounds, sounds so nice. Just abandon, just walk away from it. Just walk away from my lust and my envy and my anger and my greed and my arrogance and walk away from all the people who hate me and walk away from all the people who love me and walk away from all the people who, uh, all the things. of. Just walk away from it all and surrender to Krishna so nice. But those attachments are so deeply rooted in our hearts. We can't just walk away from them. But if we surrender to Krishna, take shelter of Krishna. And it begins by, by, by pleasing Krishna. Krishna doesn't even give us the power to remember him unless it's his will. cha chahamaridhishani vishto. We're completely dependent on Krishna at every moment to recognize that. And every living being is completely dependent on Krishna at every moment. And Krishna in everyone's heart. And Krishna is forever my friend, best well-wishing friend in my heart. When we really focus our attention on that truth, then we could be happy in every situation because we're in Krishna's shelter in every situation. Krishna has appeared in this world, in this age of Kali, especially in his holy names, to give us shelter as a focus at any time, in any place where we can take shelter of Krishna personally as the Supreme Person who's within our hearts There's a tangible way that we could connect with Him, remember Him, find shelter in Him, in His Holy Names. Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtana. The Avanti Brahman is given by an, as an example by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, and especially by Krishna here in this chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, of how to deal with situations of dealing with people who are trying to hurt us. People who insult us, people who blaspheme us, people who <coughs> criticize us, people who accuse us of things we've never did. These are just realities of this world, and it, it's such a it's such a history within Vaishnavas throughout the ages, through all religions. So this story is. Krishna's explanation of how we're supposed to understand it and process it. There's no enemies in this world. In a very simplistic way, whatever happens, it's just like biting our own tongues. (laughs) To stop blaming people. It's blaming people, criticizing people, whether it's true or not, externally, it doesn't help us. What helps us is, Krishna, whatever's happening, I'll take responsibility. I'm yours. I take shelter of you. Takur Bhakti Vinod, Marobi Rakobi. Krishna, if you want, you can kill me. Or if you want, you could protect me. I'm yours. I'm your servant unconditionally, forever." That's the spirit of this beautiful verse. And that's the wonderful blessing of this story from Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna is our only shelter. And our whole life through being in the association of devotees who keep us focused on this, having a sadhana that keeps us focused on this, living our life with the character where we're completely focused on this. And it's very interesting how it's explained, Grihastas who are greedy like he was, that's very adharma. But part of taking shelter of Krishna completely as a krihasta is the mood of service. Yes, work hard. You could work as hard as, him, as the Avanti Brahman did for, for wealth. But his problem was not that he was working hard only. It's that he was just so attached to keeping it to for himself, so much he couldn't even enjoy it himself. But in a spiritually focused way, to share it with our family, to share it with the great sages and rishis, to share it with the devatas, <laughs> to share it with the people in general, to use it in a, in a, in a, in a favorable way for ourselves. That's a means by which we actually are in a state of consciousness where we can take full shelter of Krishna. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur is explaining here, this is the very purpose of human life. The rare of a Janma, the rare purpose of human life, is we have an opportunity to fully humble ourselves and take shelter of Krishna and realize Krishna's presence in every living entity and serve with devotion, with love. Thank you very much. Since I'm leaving today for London, is there any questions? <laughs> please. Every time Ananda Vrindavan Prabhu asks a question, it's like the first time he ever asked a question. <laughs> it's ever new.
1: Yes, please. What a very nice class. There are two points which I want some clarity because you are not going to come, so I thought I have two questions, (laughs) please forgive me. Hmm? I have two questions, Maharaj. The first question which you made it very clear. One at a time, please. (laughs) The first thing which you made it very clear, that when we are telling to Krishna that Krishna, I surrender everything, but then after some point of time you understand, it is not so easy. It's giving everything, And all our anarthas and everything that is not going to go so easily. And a stage comes in our life. We understand we are absolutely helpless. We are absolutely hopeless. We don't have any other shelter. We cannot do anything by our own. And a stage comes and we call to Krishna, I am absolutely helpless and hopeless. Without your shelter, I cannot do anything. This stage comes and we go in front of Krishna and say, Krishna, please take care of me now. I understood what I, my situation is. But then the second stage starts, Maharajis, is that, that uh, we go on praying to Krishna, but Krishna doesn't reciprocate. Krishna just watches us. And uh, just laughing there, but no action is taking, means nothing is coming out from our, anarthas are not going, although we go on praying to Krishna. That stage is really very very complicated, because nothing is working out. On one side we are praying to Krishna, we are expressing ourselves that we are helpless, nothing is working out, yet the result is not coming. At that time we feel it now, what more I can do for Krishna now to get some relief from this mess which I have created in this material world. So in that situation, what is the strategy that we have to adopt to maintain our Krishna consciousness?
0: we can see how wonderfully Krishna is reciprocating with you because that is reciprocation. Krishna is reciprocating and we are coming to deeper understandings of how much we need Him. And the solution is with determination to continue following a life that's pleasing to our gurus and Krishna. We remain steady like that. We live with the character of a Vaishnava. We guard against the offenses of the holy name, especially criticizing others. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in one place in Sri Chaitanya Bhagavad, he said, if you do two things, I will bring you back to Godhead. Chant the holy names always and do not criticize others. So we have to be very careful. We're really trying to take shelter of the Holy Name. We're not making offenses to Vaishnavas. And at the same time, Krishna reciprocates by giving us a real understanding, like Draupadi, like Gajendra, like the Avanti Brahman, like Arjuna in certain situations like the residents of Vrindavan, so many times that only Krishna could save me. When the forest fire went ablaze in Sri Vrindavan town, it was going to the sky, these flames on all four sides, it is explained that they, they look to Krishna like a dying man looks at a picture of the Supreme Personality of God. So most of us, if we started really feeling we were advanced, we would become terribly proud and think ourselves better than others. So Krishna keeps us thinking that we're very fallen and those anartas are hard to give up and they're still there it's not just a mirage of anartas; they're real anarthas <laughs> that are in most of us but just the fact that they're there krishna only you could say vi mama mame these modes of nature are so strong, only if I take shelter of you. <clears throat> and Lord Chaitanya said, Chant the holy names to take shelter of the Lord and keep this verse of Trinada on our heart as we're chanting. Does that answer your question?
1: I can ask a second question, Maharaj. <laughs> Please. Maharaj is talking about the Avanti Brahman. Uh, it's very clear that he was a very, on a very, very opulent situation. And even after that, everything went away in his life. And then he became very serious in devotional life. But this type of thing doesn't come in our life. Normally everything goes all right. We planned everything in our life and then we become, then we understand now my stage has come in one Vantrastha life and now I have to take my focus into Krishna Consciousness. This is normally it goes for every bin. This type of Avanti's, Maraman's case is very rare, Maharaj, that everything goes away and you become very serious in devotional life. Now the problem that comes up, it is Maharaj, that most of the time I have seen it in my life and many other devotees also to whom I counsel for finances. We plan for devotees, we make them everything comfortable and we make him understand that you, you, you planned it, you, your spiritual life, is, your material life is over, means it is everything is settled. Now you have to completely become focused in your Krishna consciousness very seriously. But the major problem that comes with, although the devotee has given his whole life into Krishna consciousness, when everything becomes very, very stable, Everything, the returns are coming, every day, monthly income are coming, family responsibilities are over. He has no exactly no problems and that. He doesn't become serious in devotional life. On the contrary, he becomes relaxed in devotional life. He becomes very, so to say, a lukewarm type of a person who doesn't take it that desperation that I want to finish it now. Now, now there is only a few days a few years are there in my life. I want to finish my business. That thing doesn't come up with all those facilities. In fact, they become more lukewarm rather than becoming more focused and committed and desperate for Krishna consciousness. At that time, what is the thing that is required to push up that person or for ourselves also to see that the focus doesn't get disturbed because this all those facilities is a trap of maya to us because that way is taking it away from devotional life rather than becoming more focused in devotional life so what to do in this situation when first of all we have to plan to see that we get retired at right time And all the money and everything has been planned. But that is not helping our Krishna consciousness. On the contrary, that is taking away from Krishna consciousness. So what is to be done in this situation?
0: (laughs) In this prayer of Avanti (coughs) Brahman, (coughs) he's telling how he is taking shelter of the lotus feet of Mukunda. How? By following in the footsteps of the previous great devotees. Mahajanoyenagadasapandha. By following in footsteps of great souls. That's the path of true devotional service. we know death will come with all certainty. When it comes, nobody knows for sure. Pariksit knew for sure, but most of us don't. But it will come. And death of our loved ones is inevitable. And the dissolution of all of our material attachments is inevitable today or tomorrow by the power of time. So, by association and hearing and chanting, we are conscious of these facts. But as devotees, we're trying to help each other. When Srila Prabhupada would say, I hope this letter meets you in good health He wanted his devotees to be happy and in good health. It's not that we wish people bad health. We're trying to help each other in every way. That's what Vaishnava society is. So if things are going well for a while, as you just so graphically and enthusiastically described, how things could go well for a devotee, in that state, we follow in the footsteps of the great souls. We hear these stories. It's not that the story of Gajendra, or the story of Draupadi, or the story of Pralad or the story of Dhruva, or the story of the residents of Vrindavan, or the story of, of the, the bhikkhu of, Anant, of Avantidesh, It's not it's for people who are just suffering miserably, it's for everyone. We hear, even if we're millionaires, even if we're billionaires, even if we have loving family and loving community, and everything's just going so nice, and the temperature's really good. Even if everything's good, we remember these stories. We hear these stories, and it gives us a focus that my only shelter is Krishna. Queen Kunti prayed,, that the greatest disqualifications is when we develop a false pride due to being wealthy, or having a high birth or position, <clears throat> having high education, being famous, all these things. They're disqualifications if they make us proud and distract us. a gochara, Krishna, you're only accessible to those who are akinciana who consider nothing is mine. Now King Yudhisthira, when he was in the forest with nothing, he was a Kinchana. He realized nothing is mine. And when he became the king of Hastinapur and all of Bharatvarsha, he was still a Kinchana Gocharam because he understood nothing is mine. Everything is for Krishna. And if we get into this illusion that janasya mohoya mahamameti that I am this body and all these things in relation to the body are mine, we we learn by hearing. If we don't learn by hearing, we probably won't even learn by experience. You could be very comfortable materially and hear these beautiful stories from Srimad-Bhagavatam and realize, actually nothing is mine, and if I think everything is mine, this is what my destiny is going to be, to suffer like this. But if I understand nothing is mine, even in the most prosperous, successful situation, and everything belongs to Krishna, and I'm taking shelter of Krishna, how am I taking shelter of Krishna? By using everything in Krishna's service, then we are a kinshina gocharam. We are following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. Because there's so many people in this world who are really suffering and have lost everything, and all they're doing is suffering and lost everything. They're making no spiritual progress. And there's people who are like that, who are finding the highest perfection in life. And there's people who have wealth and comforts, and they're making no spiritual progress. They're just implicating themselves in more and more karmas. And there's those who have wealth and comforts, who are using everything as a caretaker of Krishna's property in loving service of Krishna, taking shelter of Krishna, associating with Krishna's devotees, and those devotees are on the express path back to the spiritual world of Goloka. but it's important to see through the eyes of the scriptures. If we're hearing these stories, if we're, under, if we're actually taking them seriously and applying them to our lives, then there's no danger of fame and success and wealth. But when we get these things, we should understand how dangerous they are, unless we use, we, we, are, a kin, we are developing the quality of a kinshina-gocharam. Krishna is a kinshina-gocharam. He gives shelter to those who, Krishna, I'm yours. Little Prahlad was like that when he was being thrown in fire. And he was like that when he was the king, yes? Dhruva Maharaj was like that when he was living in a forest. And he was like that when he was a king. In Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela Navadweep. Kala Veca was very, very poor, but he was the happiest person in the universe because he was taking shelter of Krishna and chanting his names and associating with his devotees. He said, nothing is mine. Everything is for you, Krishna. And then there was Budimanta Khan, Pundarik, Vidyaniri. They were extremely wealthy, prosperous, popular people and they had the same treasure of love of God as Kola Sridhar. There was no difference. When Gadadhar Pandit went with Mukunda Dutt to see Pundarik Vidyanidhi and he saw him with very lavish, elegant clothing and beautiful um, um, decorations on his bed, and all kinds of sweet perfumes. <laughs> and he was chewing all these delicate, elegant spices. Godadhar <laughs> Pandit's a simple brahmachari. He was thinking, how, oh, why Mukundadhat? He didn't say anything, he just thought, why Dad, has brought me to this materialistic person? So much comforts. He had more comforts than any of your clients. (laughs) Mukundaj Dutch understood and he began to sing a song about Krishna, a song that, a a verse spoken by (laughs) Uddhava from the Srimad Bhagavatam in praise of Krishna's mercy. (coughs) And Pundarik Vidyanidhi, he manifested such genuine ecstatic love. Gaud Pandit, who was a total renunciate, the most renounced person in the world, he became a disciple of Pundarik Vidyanidhi. And it doesn't say in that sense that Pundarik Vidyanidhi at that point, you know, gave up everything. He remained the same. He remained the same in the sense that he had all those luxuries and everything, but he was totally focused in loving service to Krishna. He was more humble than a blade of grass. He understood everything belongs to Krishna. that answer your question? So it's very important we become absorbed in actually understanding these stories and following in the footsteps of these stories. And then whether it's a sh- sunny day and we're comfortable, or whether it's a stormy day and everything is going wrong, and we're losing stuff, either one, we have Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Keeja. <laughs> Thank you